Is money a monster for you or is money your honey? Are you enjoying it? Are you hating it? What does it take to start shifting the relationship and doing it from the intellect, the emotion and the identity shift and doing that in such a way that feels good and it feels safe and it's integrated and it's consistent? Money will show up differently for you. Abundance is an inside job and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Hello and welcome, I'm Rebecca Davison, intuition coach and founder of the Intuitive Life Academy, the leading place to develop your intuitive gifts and understand that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. What you feel, think and believe directly contributes to your physical reality. And as an Ascension Guide and Light Leader, I'm committed to bringing you all the latest tools, developments and neuroscience available when it comes to understanding yourself, the relationship that you're having with yourself and how it has a direct impact on the abundance that you create for yourself. This show is for those who identify that their intuition is their greatest guide to bring them happiness, harmony, expansion and money. And with my corporate banking background, you'll receive all the tools you need to create a life you love. If this resonates with you, let's jump into the world of abundance and learn what it takes to experience true freedom. Hello and welcome beauties, you're listening to Rebecca, this is the Intuitive Abundance Podcast. I'm excited today to talk to you about your money relationship. So this is episode 37, loving, loving, loving how the podcast is impacting people, loving the feedback. Thank you so much for choosing to be here, for choosing to tune in and to be inspired and to create a relationship with money that really works for you. So this is probably one of my favorite topics to talk to is to realize that when we start personifying money, we can actually make some really startling discoveries. So your relationship with money, a lot of the time we might not even think that it is a relationship, but it's actually a relationship that you have from the moment that you're born until the moment that you pass from the earth plane. If you're here, we live in a reality where we deal with money. So you're going to have a relationship with it, whether you actually address that relationship or not. And what can be really interesting when we first start opening the door and unpacking this is that you can have some ideas and realizations that maybe your relationship with money is not what you would want it to be. And one of the fun ways to do a little litmus test on this is to make money into a person. And often too, what we do with money is we subconsciously put it on a pedestal. So often too, what happens is we can do things like imagine that money is kind of an amazing celebrity that we would like to meet. And if that celebrity came to your door and wanted to take you out, knocked on the door and you opened the door, what would your reaction be? Would your reaction be, oh, you've got the wrong house? (laughs) Would your reaction be, come in, you're welcome, I'm so pleased that you're here? Or would your reaction be a little bit, feeling a little bit intimidated perhaps? And again, this is what we want to start realizing is that money, we want to make money 
natural. We want to make our relationship with money normal. We want to make it safe to feel supported and to receive more from money. And to be the person who starts looking at this through the perspective of, if I was in a relationship with money, what does that relationship look like? Do I feel safe? Do I feel comfortable? Am I enjoying this relationship? When we personify money, it can actually show us a huge amount of information. But often most of the time, we're having a conversation or a dialogue with money inside of ourselves, but we're not necessarily actually speaking to that and identifying what that relationship is actually like. And if we took the time to sit down and start addressing it, then we'd start to see more information. We'd start to make more connections. We'd start to go, oh, wow, this is huge in regards to what it's showing me. And then learning what it takes to shift the narrative around that and to create new outcomes with money because we're actually doing the inner work of addressing it. So this can be a really, really valuable litmus test to be able to go, what does it take to open the door to money? Another way we can do this, a little fun game to play with, is to just imagine that if I gave you a suitcase, shall we say, or a bag with $10,000 in it, and I just wanted to give it to you, what's your reaction? Now, this is often really funny, because I've done this with clients before, and clients have gone, they've said interesting things like, what's the catch? (laughs) or what do I have to do for the money, right? There's often some defensive kind of energy around it. Uh, Suspicion, nothing comes for free. You have to do something in order to receive money. And then when we take this picture out a little bit more, you can actually start to see that the universe is trying to bring you money. And if you're having this energy, these thought processes, You're literally actually resisting what it is that you desire. If the universe wanted to bring you a person who wanted to give you money and you're standing there saying, what's the catch? (laughs) Or what do I have to do for it? Or I need to be suspicious because there must be a hook somewhere. There must be something that's going to go against me. Then we can end up in a circumstance where we're literally repelling what it is that we desire because we're having this this narrative and this story that there must be a hook, there must be a catch, there must be, I need to look suspiciously at this because otherwise I'm going to set myself to put myself in a position that's not comfortable, not safe, or maybe even dangerous, right? That That you have to be astute enough to go, okay, Yep, there must be a catch. And again, this is just an example, but it can just show us some of our own narratives around how money is for us, how money is showing up for us, and what we believe about money. And that's the work constantly is to go, well, what do I believe about money? And then start shifting that narrative if it's not a good belief system. Because you think about it, in a relationship, if you have, um, you know what it like, what it's like, folks, if you're in a relationship and you become suspicious of the other person, it's not great for either of you. It's not great for you as the person who's becoming suspicious, because what you're doing is you're allowing 
you know, sometimes it's justified, right? But you're allowing a narrative in your mind to become bigger. And often what happens is people make that narrative about their own self-worth rather than realizing, like if you're in a relationship and your partner chooses somebody else, that's not actually a reflection on your self-worth, although that is immediately what we do. Nobody can take your self-worth away from you. You're the only one who determines whether it's there or not by the story you tell yourself. So if you're with somebody and they choose somebody else, that's actually got nothing to do with your self-worth but it's got everything to do with how you're choosing to view the situation. And when we actually really grasp that as a concept, that actually you're the one who's determining how things look, and then also how you feel about those things. And of course, the how you feel, of course, your thoughts create a chemical reaction in your body, which contributes to the way that you feel, which of course contributes to your energetic field and what it is that you attract. So a lot of the work sometimes, folks, is to really, you know, the soul always wants to expand, always. You know, that's our true potential, that is our capacity as human beings, that is the innate part of us that wants expansion. And then, of course, your central nervous system is regulated to seek comfort, to want to feel safe which is why you can have really intelligent people do things where they know what to do, but they still end up procrastinating or they still end up holding themselves back or they still end up not allowing themselves to go for it because it can. their body is anticipating this is outside of your comfort zone, so therefore that's not safe or therefore that's dangerous. So I have to do something to keep it in check, which means that you stop yourself. You don't allow yourself to go into a new paradigm paradigm or a new reality because your central nervous system is not feeling safe about it. So we actually have to do the internal work from lots of different levels. It's not just from the mind because I'm sure you're aware that you can do a million personal development programs and still not get the results that you desire. That's because you're absorbing information just from the level of mind. And the mind is great, right? The mind is fascinating. The mind is like, you know, point it in a direction and it will take you there, which is why we have free will, which is why, you know, if you focus on your outcomes and creating those goals, you're going to have a much better chance of focusing on them and having them come to life, activating them, putting energy into them, having them become made manifest rather than staying sitting on the sofa watching television, you know, wherever you focus your mind, that's where your attention goes. The next level really is the level of the emotion, your emotional energy field. And that's when change takes place on that. It's starting to tap into your emotions, right? And we all know this. We're already in these two elements because we know that we want to create more money and we know that that's going to feel amazing because it's going to bring us more choices. It's going to bring us more options. It's going to bring a feeling of freedom, a feeling of expansion, a feeling of gratitude, peace, calm, joy, happiness. By having more money, we have more choices and that creates more freedom and more fun. But of course for, and again, when we start tapping into the emotions, that can be really powerful. But also too, it's not enough. We need to be consistent in it. And the consistency really only comes by doing the embodied process of shifting your identity. 
of becoming the person who sees themselves as wealthy. Because when you know yourself as wealthy, you could open the door to money in the form of Ryan Gosling and just be like, hey, how are you? Come in. Because you already know yourself as wealthy. You already know yourself as valuable. You already know yourself in the energy of like, this is a normal experience for me. Because this is what I've chosen for myself. This is what I know to be true. This is normal. This is natural. This is what happens in my reality. And we want to assimilate that through the central nervous system in order for that kind of thing to be made manifest. Now, I would love it if you could, you know, create that as one of your outcomes, right? To actually manifest Ryan Gosling on your doorstep would be quite spectacular. What would it take? But you get the idea, right? It's an analogy using the personification, the person, in the form of money on your doorstep to help you really connect into it. Because again, if we had a bag full of cash, it's not as so emotionally charged as having a person there who represents the money or the value that we might be projecting. But to really start playing with this and lean into what does it take to go through all those three steps? The intellectual concept of clarity and knowing what it is that you want, bringing in the emotions and activating it. And then being in that place of really stepping into doing the identity shift. And hands down, the identity shift is always going to be the most sustainable. It's always going to be the longest lasting. And the identity shift is going from, I'm a person who did that or didn't do that, to I am the person that is that. So what do I mean? For example, you might have been a person who, you know, used to drink. And now you don't drink anymore. So once upon a time, you might have said, well, yes, I drank. But then if it becomes an identity, I am a drinker. right? And again, we can also choose things that are always not in our favor. But shifting into I am sober. So when somebody asks you if you'd like a drink... It's not even a case of white knuckling it because you've shifted your identity to become the person who's just like, no, I'm sober. You know, I just don't drink, right? It's an identity shift as opposed to feeling like you have to white knuckle it because once upon a time you did drink and now you're choosing not to. It's it's beyond that. It's like, no, I'm sober. Just to be in that place of like, this is who I am. Another example on the flip side would be, For somebody who, you know, used to go running, but now they're a runner. So that is who they are. That's what they do. It's just part of their being. It's part of their makeup. It's part of their experience. And this is also what we want to do with wealth. Like once upon a time in your reality, you might have been broke. And other times you might have had money. But stepping into the identity of I am wealthy is a completely different embodied experience because you're showing up to that energy and that frequency consistently. So that's massive to understand and really grasp as well. It's a simple concept, but it's really important to get on a deeper level to go, yeah, I'm choosing 
to be a wealthy person. I am a wealthy person. I'm embodying that. I'm integrating that. I'm assimilating that. I'm getting my central nervous system on board with that. So that becomes my new normal. So it's easy to open the door to money. It's easy to invite money in. It's easy to intellectually, emotionally, and have the identity shift. So change can take place. And when you do that, through the law of quantum physics, money will show up for you differently. Not just from your mind too, because often with the mind, we have to think about things. But this is just through who you are being which is where you end up attracting money because it's who you are. So it becomes an energetic and vibrational match. So even starting to look at your own relationship with money, like is money a monster for you or is money your honey? Are you enjoying it? Are you hating it? What does it take to start shifting the relationship and doing it from the intellect, the emotion and the identity shift? And doing that in such a way that feels good and it feels safe and it's integrated and it's consistent, money will show up differently for you. This is why people who win the lottery often can't hold it because they don't necessarily have the identity of being wealthy. They haven't embodied that into all the cells of their being. And of course, what you think has a massive impact on this. What you think, like I just said, creates a chemical response in the body which contributes to how you're feeling so to change and again we're very conditioned in our body like if you drink coffee every day your body knows what that's like like all the cells of your body anticipate that especially if you like for me I have a coffee every morning my body knows what it's like to have a coffee every morning right it is used to that it's kind of part of the conditioning it's part of the imprint it's part of the process and this is what we want to get to a space too, where we our, the cells of our body are now being conditioned to a different experience, a different environment, a different way of being. But that's through us choosing to be a different person, embodying it, integrating it, assimilating it, making it normal, making it natural. That's how we ha- start attracting money like crazy. Because it's who we're being, so it becomes the energetic match. Now, remembering, of course, the manifestation equation is desire minus resistance plus energetic match equals manifestation. So if you have a desire, you have to want something, let go of any resistance, become the energetic match, and then you'll receive what it is that you want. So being the person who does the math, right, embodies. And that's why people often... You know, they fall into the trap of wanting a quick fix. This isn't about a quick fix. This is about literally about the person that you become and the relationship that you're choosing to have with money. And it's a relationship that you're choosing because money literally is responding to you because money in and of itself is an inanimate object. Anything beyond that really is what we project onto it our feelings, our emotions, our experience, and all of those things, we get to change the story, we get to change the emotion, we get to change the experience by taking control of the narrative and being the person who's willing to do the inner work to create those outcomes. So there you go, folks. There is quantum physics, law of attraction in a nutshell. (laughs) But again, being willing to be the person who's willing to change their identity. And often too, even talking about this 
You might even notice some resistance coming up. You might notice sensations in your body where your body's like, whoa, that's where your central nervous system is often registering that change is scary or dangerous or not safe or not fun. And again, that's a narrative. Because again, your body doesn't actually know what it's like to experience the next level of wealth for you. So you have to normalize it to allow your body to be able to receive it in your 3D reality. So as always, folks, this is just a short one today, coming to you with lots of love and many blessings of abundance. I hope you're choosing to do what it takes to activate those energies inside of you. Do know that you can always speak to me directly if you go to www.rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, Davison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N, dot life, L-I-F-E, and you can book on a free consult there to speak to me about how we can step you into that next level of abundance for yourself. It really does become almost like a math equation, right? When you have all the components in the right place, it just literally does become desire minus your resistance plus energetic match equals the outcome that you desire. It takes a little bit of work to do that, but it's totally available for you and it's totally possible. So choosing that for yourself is one of the greatest journeys too, because wealth mastery really is self-mastery. Once you've mastered yourself and you know what to do, you can exponentially increase your income and your abundance. And of course, all the choices that go along with that. So as well as, as always, I'm sending you so much love. I'll look forward to connecting with you in the next show. Bye for now. Bye. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the show today. It is always a pleasure to have your company. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. And if you found this information beneficial, please do write us a review on iTunes especially. That really helps other people to find this information and we would very much appreciate that. If you would like to connect with me directly, the best place to do that is www.rebeccadavison.life. That's L-I-F-E. Davison is spelled D-A-V-I-S-O-N. If you'd like to connect there, we can have a conversation about what it takes for you to activate your inner power proposition and to be able to create the income levels that you desire. From my heart to yours, I very much appreciate you tuning in and listening. I'm sending you so much love and many, many blessings. And I want you to know that everything is available to you. You have the power within you and that's the best place to look. Sending you so much love and many, many blessings. Till next time. Bye for now.